Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Drop your shoulders, take a breath, tune in to how you feel, because it's time to stretch. Hello and welcome back to a new season of Stretch Marks podcast. My name is Sinead O'Moore and I created Stretch Marks to give us all an opportunity to acknowledge the parts of life that are stretching us in all directions. Not just the physical, but the mental, emotional, hormonal, professional, financial, identity, partnership, energetic stretches we all go through. Because there is no right or wrong, there is no picture perfect, there are just a series of stretches one after the other that leave their mark. This episode is sponsored by Carrywell, maternity wear that makes breastfeeding and pregnancy as comfortable as possible. Carrywell is the support we need with their maternity and nursing underwear, made specifically for our growing needs before, during and after pregnancy. Embrace the stretch of motherhood confidently with Carrywell and this podcast. Charlene Flanagan, co-founder of Ella and Joe, is here for this gorgeous conversation about finding your light again. We can all see our flame dial down in early motherhood as we give so much of ourselves away. And with Irish twins, Charlene shares how necessary it was for her to find a way back to herself. She shares her toolkit, her self-regulation, as she stretches beyond herself to create this business and a life that she loves. The darker moments, how we can all feel judged, and how we can hold ourselves back. This episode has one giant hug of a message. Find your light again and shine bright because we need you. Charlene, thank you so much for joining me on Stretchmarks podcast. I am thrilled to finally have you here. Oh, thank you very much. I'm bloody thrilled to be here. Like such an honor because you're holding space for so many people and so many topics and conversations that I honestly have a little bit of imposter syndrome kind of going, gosh, I really hope that I can bring something to the table um, for your wonderful platform. And um, so thank you for having me. I'm delighted. Gosh. Charlene, I I've met you once. I may have met mm. you, but I've definitely met you once. And the energy that you put out, and I mean this, like you just seem, now there was a bit of Prosecco on board, but happy, happy, you know, excited and enlivened and something is lit up inside you and it is propelling you towards this success. Your brand is a massive success. It is growing exponentially. It is an Irish success story. It is a beauty success story. It is an Irish female-led success story. And it works. That's the other thing, can I just say. It's not just marketing propaganda. Like it actually, they're beautiful, beautiful, beautiful products that are accessible and they work. But more than that, I feel having met you, like it just comes from within. Like it really just your excitement for life and your capacity to say, I'm going to just make this happen. I'm going to make this life happen is really what I feel so drawn to you. Uh, like you've like 10 seconds in and I swear to God, if I don't fall crying already, that honestly, can you say my eulogy at my funeral? Because <laughs> I don't think you'd be. 
you're going to outlive us all. You're going to outlive us all. Like, thank you so much. And I, I'm really trying to like, I, I'm not going to turn around and be like, no, like that doesn't sound like me at all. Um, maybe a few years ago, the version of me would have been like, Ara, would you stop? Not at all. You know, that's not me. I think definitely everything that you said there sounds absolutely gorgeous. And everything that I do, whether it's through profession or personal, there's always an objective in mind that I want that person to leave me or whatever it is that I put out there in the world, be it products or be it just a conversation, that it makes people feel somewhat understood. It makes people feel heard, that they know that there is somebody in this world that is kind enough, you know, to either listen to them or bring an energy to something. And I've always put my heart and soul into everything. And the reason why I do is because I genuinely, it's not fake or it's not put on. Like I genuinely love people. I love conversation. Um, I love, um, obviously in my career, I have loved every aspect of my career because I think I've been dealing with people and I just love that. Um, and my mom and dad are also extremely kind people. Um, and I think obviously I've learned, you know, from them too, you know, that. Um, like kindness costs absolutely nothing. I just think there's enough hardship and enough tough things that go on in life, including my own. But it's um it's how I react to it, you know. Like I can sit and, you know, be bitter and be angry at certain things that get thrown in front of you. Or I can say, okay, hands up, surrender to this, you know. Um, and I wasn't always like that either, you know, but now like being through everything that I've been through experiences, you know, teach you an awful lot of hurt and pain and, you know, grief and loss and everything. Um, and I'm thankfully, you know, on a better side of it all. Are you as kind to yourself? Yeah, I'm my own worst critic. I'm a perfectionist to my own detriment. It obviously, you know, it works in some cases, obviously, you know, creating products, you know, or like, you know, when I output things into the world, like anything that I've ever done in my career, I, to my detriment, will, unless it's my absolute best, you know, I will be so severely hard on myself. Every so often, you are very kind to allow us into your world that isn't always pretty and roses and you know glorious faith in in taking the next step that there is challenge and there is yeah. um worry and stress and fatigue yeah. And yeah. the juggling act of all that you are taking on and I think that is often missing to the narrative of success when we look at successful people and we assume they're there because it's easy for them mm. instead of hearing, no, I have also hit that wall, but here's how I found a gate through. I think the one thing to always remember when you're going through those tough days and those tough times is that you genuinely are not the only person that is either feeling or thinking these things. But unfortunately, unfortunately, the most important thing is actually that you recognize, okay, you know, this is a gate, you know, like, where is my gate? Or like, I'm at a wall right now. And I've done a good bit of work, you know, with various different professionals. So be it life coaches, um, life coaching was probably one of the biggest things. Um, Tara Rafter, the navigation coach, I'll give her a shout out. I'm sure you know of her. Big fan. She's incredible. And she honestly helped me to navigate me probably in the very early stages of me just having the, the kids. Um, I had two children within 13 months of one another. Um, so they were practically Irish twins. So they gave me not only Tara that, um, you know, there are lots of incredible wellness people, you know, online and there are books, you know, whatever your mode of like processing information, whether it's through social media, whether it's through books or whether it's through audio or actually in person. We're so lucky now that we have such access to so much. And yes, that can be overwhelming at times. Like, where do I begin? But it begins with yourself and actually sitting down and saying, OK, I need a toolkit. I need a little bag. 
that has little things in a little Mary Poppins bag that I can pull out these things during times of, you know, when I'm not feeling myself or when I'm feeling stuck. And if you have that little toolkit, and that could be something as simple as for me, like I wrote down a list of, I was asked to, sorry, write down a list of 30 things that make me feel happy. And I was going, how am I going to write down 30 things? You know, I was like, that's near impossible. And then when I actually started and I realized that happiness for me is Hakuna Matata, the song, like if I stick that on, like it's like my vibration and my body just changes and I feel different. Um, you know, changing my bed sheets, you know, a hot cup of tea, you know, it's the real simple little things that genuinely fill me up with joy. And I wrote down that list of 30 things, you know, that make me happy. And they really were just all the simplest of little things that you could sometimes bypass in your day and think they're irrelevant. I think we always are aiming towards the big moment of happiness and, you know, the weekend away or, you know, the spa trip, the big, the big grand gestures. And they're also fabulous, but we've got to dig deep. You know, we've got to find the magic in the little moments throughout the day. So whether that's your favorite perfume or whether that's, you know, a body moisturizer that you might put on or even like your skincare, find the little magic moments in the, in your day and really hone in on them. Because when you actually become attached to those little moments, you don't bypass them anymore. They don't become insignificant. So then when it's easy when you write down your list, because when you're in those moments where you're being hard on yourself, maybe guilt, you know, um, despair, kind of sadness, it could be hormonal, you know, when you're just feeling low and you're just not yourself, you can't think straight. Well, I can't think straight anyway. And I'm just, I go down, down. I'm like, oh, you're not good enough. You're not good enough. You're not good enough. You know, and I constantly berate myself, you know, into like, I'm a bad mother. I'm, I'm, I'm neglecting my husband. You know, I'm a bad friend. You know, you go totally down, down, down. So having a list, you know, somewhere physically, like actually physically write it down somewhere so that you can bring yourself back. Like I'm aware enough to know, you know, times of my cycle, ovulation period, I'm cycle Sally. Like I, there's like one day in those weeks where I'm like, who even am I? Like I'm actually batshit crazy. Um, and I have my list and like that list then, it, it, it could be something as simple as, right, okay, I know that, you know, a fresh pair of pajamas or even a new pair of pajamas sometimes, you know, going into pennies and buying yourself a new pair of pajamas is always so lovely. And I have my list, okay? So I have my list of 30 things and that's like a little toolkit for me in terms of happiness. But honestly, you know, it's hard to show up for yourself every single day, you know, and really prioritize. We, you know, like we spoke briefly about that um, before, you know, that what is it that stops us, you know, from doing the things that we know are genuinely good for us, like getting out for a walk or some sort of movement, you know, drinking water, like why is drinking water so difficult? <laughs> I'd rather reach for the cup of tea than the glass of water, you know, um, it's like bringing it back to basics. And Tara Rafter, you know, the navigation coach, she would always say that, you know, at times when you feel like things are out of your control, control the controllables, like what can I control right now? Can I control what time I put myself to bed? You know, I put myself to bed early. Can I control how much tea and coffee I'm consuming? Can I control how much time I'm spending scrolling or procrastinating on my phone? They're all controllable items because there will always be times in life that, you know, you can't control things. Things will happen in work. Deadlines will be missed. Manufacturers will wreck your head. You know, um, somebody says something that maybe they didn't mean, but in some way it, it interrupts your energy, you know, and then you're thinking about it all day. So there are certain things, you know, that are totally out of your control and that'll happen. But um, for me, my vice is, you know, for getting myself out of those little funks. Um, journaling is massive for me. Like I love it. And I just feel like I find it hard sometimes. Um, you're probably going to be very shocked to think that sometimes I find it hard to talk. <laughs> but I do sometimes find it difficult to get things out of my head, you know, um, and actually say them out loud. So journaling for me is a great way of just putting pen to paper and just writing down or drawing or scribbling. Um, and then obviously movement. We spoke briefly about that earlier, you know, about exercise and movement. I wasn't always an exercise person. Um never really thought that I was kind of 
into sport or into exercise. And that also comes from childhood. I was also told growing up, you know, that I wasn't any good at football. I wasn't the fastest person on sports day. In fact, I was the one that was lagging behind last, laughing at myself, you know, coming down. So I think I always was a bit allergic to exercise or I suppose I was probably putting myself in front of exercises that just actually didn't suit me as a person or who I was until I found my things, you know, until I found my Siobhan, who's my personal trainer. I found the reformer Pilates, you know, and they're the, they, they make me want to keep going back. But yeah, the exercise for me, like I try as much as I can. It's very hard, though, you know, to try to fit exercise into your day. Um, but I remember being at an ASICS event um, earlier in the year and they had done studies over two years that showed it actually only takes 15 minutes and nine seconds to actually change, I suppose, the vibration or the energy in your body to actually, you know, raise those endorphins and make you feel happier or to increase your mood or to increase, you know, like your your positive energy. But um, journaling and exercise definitely for me um, are two ways that I love to just channel out my energy. Um, And then I try to go for regular treatments. Like I try to go for Reiki, you know, reflexology. Um, I love them. I absolutely love them. But it's just about every day will be different and you're going to wake up every day and Tara Rafter actually um, has a, a book called, I think it's called The Life Compass. And mm-hmm. she'll always say in the morning time, just check in with yourself and say, how is my battery today? When you wake up, like, how do I feel physically in my body? Do I feel tired or do I feel emotional? Like, do you wake up automatically feeling anxious, you know, for the day ahead or whatever that might be? And then she would always say, write down your top three priorities on how, whether whatever it is that you have to do in the day. And how you want to feel at the end of that day and try to incorporate something into your day that is going to either increase if you woke up and you feel good physically and emotionally great. But what can you do to sustain that, you know, and then if you're not feeling so good, what can I do to try to make it a little bit better, you know, or at the end of this day, what can I do? Um, But it's just about every day, just honestly showing up for me because I have two small kids, you know, that I have to show up for. I have, you know, 10 people that work for me in a company. I have a business partner. I have my husband. I have so many relationships in my life, you know, that I want to show up for because for me, connection and my relationships in my life are honestly, that's my love language. That's my, that's my, that's my vice. Like, that's what I adore about life. I feel filled up when I'm around my favorite people. Um, And I don't want to show up to those people wrecked in bad form, you know, snapping, you know, and it does happen like it does. But I always then you that's when you start going into the spiral, you know, because then you're like, oh, I really shouldn't have said that to that person or I shouldn't have shouted at the kids or, you know, whatever. Um, and it's going to happen. And you just have to be gentle with yourself. That Like, hang on a second, juggling a lot of balls here. It's it's the it's the little things that we so easily forget because, mm. you know, we hear it time and time again. But sometimes I feel like we don't always give ourselves the permission. We don't allow ourselves to feel like we deserve to be treated in wow. a simple way of just staying hydrated and staying well slept and mm. get movement and steal time. You know, we we deny ourselves these things to our detriment. And then ultimately we are so depleted. We don't always have that battery to pursue the things that will light us up. Yeah. Tell me yeah. about being that mother to those Irish twins. No doubt that crept in in a big way. Yeah, um, definitely. There were times, look, I was, I'm a person that would listen a lot to what others are saying in a very positive way. So when I was pregnant with Anna, You know, there were mothers that spoke to me and these are women, you know, that I would genuinely have a lovely connection with. So it could have been my hairdresser, you know, then also Neve, who's my business partner. They were mothers of multiples, you know, they were mothers of two and three children. And when you start hearing the same things over and over again in terms of self-care and in terms of wellness, you, you can't ignore, you can't ignore it. But like I couldn't ignore it. The first thing that when, you know, you're in your pregnancy and people are talking to you, 
all that I ever heard was just make sure to mind yourself. Just make sure to look after yourself. And I really took that advice on board. And I actually really did on Anna. And I was, you know, like I really listened to people and I was like, no, you know, I'm going to take the breaks and, you know, that's fine. And then Charlie came along and obviously then having two so young, the juggle is different, you know, like it's not just one baby that you're passing off to somebody. It's two and they're two small babies, you know, one was one years old and the other one was a newborn, essentially. And I was so incredibly lucky, like my family are just angels sent on earth, like they supported me. I called them my spinal cord all throughout, you know, I, they're still, I still rely on them heavily, you know, but without even having to be asked, like, you know, my mom and my dad genuinely just supported me beyond measure. And I was really grateful and so lucky that I had that. Um, and But definitely when you have the second baby, it feels different, you know, um, when you're handing a baby over and also the preparation and what you have to do to hand, a, you know, two children over as well. But like mom and dad did make it very easy for me too, to a degree, but um, something definitely shifted inside of me then after having Charlie um, for probably a period of time, probably a good six months where I was genuinely petrified to leave the house with the two of them because it was just full on. And it was the narrative I was telling myself in my head. I had this platform on social media that I was very open and very vocal about um, motherhood. And I was navigating my journey. You know, I was being 100% transparent and honest, but still somewhere part of me. And I think a lot of mums really struggle with this is the view of you as a mother and what other people think of you. So I was genuinely petrified to bring the kids out in case one would kick off and I wasn't able to control it. And then everybody would be looking at you and everybody would be. And now that I'm out the other side, I'm literally like, sure, who cares? But when you're in it, you're so genuinely like, well, I was anyway. I was so genuinely petrified that I was like, oh, God, if one wakes up from the nap and they both need fed at the same time, you know, like what, what am I supposed to do? So in all honesty, Sinead, like I went nowhere on my own with them. I had to have somebody with me at all times. Um, yeah. And it was it was it wasn't a time that I'm. I look back and I do look back and I see and feel sadness because I do think that I lost a lot of myself, you know, in that period of time. But I had just gone from literally being self-employed, you know, one of the most sought after bridal makeup artists, you know, in Ireland at my peak of my career. You know, my diary was two years booked in advance, had my first baby. Everything was great. Everything was magical five months later, pregnant again. And, you know, everything was still okay. And then it was like, when Charlie came, the juggle just became just a little bit too much. I wasn't able to kind of do the stuff that I was as able to do beforehand. And I was constantly comparing my now to the back then and trying to get back there when in reality, I should have just sat with where I was in that moment or at that time. And But it's hard. It is really hard. Um, when you're so career driven and you love your job and you know in you're self-employed it's it's very different you know the the baton stops with you you know like you're the the generator of your income and I loved my job and um yeah but I suppose through just talking um to both close family my husband and just actually telling them just don't feel right in my body you know I just feel like I'm I was distant like it was like I was just people could be talking to me but I wasn't processing the information I was tired obviously because I had two small babies and whilst I had so much support I don't know like I was the primary parent you know I was the one that gave up you know most of my working week you know to be with the kids and Obviously, in that interim as well, I forgot to mention that I had set up Ella and Joe, you know, I'd set up Ella and Joe about six weeks after six weeks before I found out I was pregnant with Anna, who was my first. So, yeah, absolutely. Like it's. It's it's it can be hard, you know, it, it can be really, really difficult to. Navigate, you know, but it's. Yeah, it's I just found talking with Tara after obviously the navigation coach, you know, she was on a professional level. Um, was probably the first moment that I 
sat with somebody and they just allowed me just to genuinely talk. So don't ever hesitate if anybody is listening to this and you really just feel stuck in the mud and you just feel like you don't know where you're going, you don't know who you are. Um, you know, seek out somebody that maybe you connect with. Um, you know, there's plenty of people online. Um, because honestly, Tara was a was a game changer for me. Um, that was probably one of the biggest transformations. It wasn't that long ago, you know, no. six years ago that you were feeling that way or, or yeah. six years since Anna was being born. So less amount of time since you became a mother of two. And yet look at how transformative it has yeah. been. Yeah. Because you decided I'm not going to stay this person. Mm-hmm. This is a very relevant and understandable physical, emotional, mental response to everything that my body has just been put through in the last, you know, in, in those two births and raising a really young family. Like it's such a normal and universally respected yeah. way to feel. But you chose not to stay there. No, no. Your description of me earlier, if people were probably to describe me, you know, even pre-children, early 20s, I was I was a giddy goat. Like I just loved laughing and, you know, I was almost childlike, you know, you know I just always loved being around people. And I'm, I've always been a really happy person. You know, I've always been a silver lining kind of a person. And that definitely stems from my mom and my dad, because that's the type of people they are as well. I've always been surrounded by very supportive and positive people, which obviously helps, you know. Um, so, yeah, I just, yeah, I, ju- I love the people that I have in my life. And that's ultimately what's so important to me, whether it was back then or whether it's now. Like I married my partner for a reason, you know, because I love him and we have a gorgeous relationship. And it was important for me that, you know, he supported me, like we supported each other, to be honest, throughout parenthood and everything that we went through. Um, but I was like, you know what, like I I want to, sit, I don't want to be the person that doesn't talk to him anymore or blames him or becomes resentful, you know, because he gets to go to work five days a week and I don't. And so I just spoke, I just talked to him and, you know, I just explained how I was feeling with no blame or judgment on him. I just was like, look, this is how I feel, you know? And sometimes he had nothing to say. Sometimes he was like, I don't know kind of what to say to you. And then other times he was like, okay, like, what can we do, you know, to make that a little bit easier for you? Like there was things like, hate laundry like there's just something about laundry I can wash and I can dry it well I don't do it the washing machine the tumble dryer does but see folding it and putting it away ah dear lord good luck like it's just one of those things so he was like okay Shirley now that you've told me that that's something that you have an issue with let's just bring the laundry down to the laundrette and let them fold it you know and I was like wow why didn't I think of that you know and it's once you actually say it out loud, you know, and you're actually like, this is something that really irritates me or it's something that is, you know, really bothering me. Um, it just, yeah, it helps. I didn't want to be that miserable person. I didn't want people to be around me or, or to not want to be around me because all I did was moan, you know, about <laughs> how sad or how tired I was. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't know did I ever really truly think about it, but obviously I took actions and I took steps subconsciously. I didn't actually one day just turn around and say, this isn't the person that I want to be, you know, or I wasn't just was like, no, 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 I I can do better for myself, you know. Um, And obviously for my kids, I wanted Anna and Charlie to genuinely, because motherhood is equal parts, like glorious, magical, but also equally fucking hard and frustrating. And one of the hardest things that you'll ever do. But all I ever, I never wanted them to have memories of their mum you know, like just not being happy. It was always like, I don't want them to ever look back and think of their mom as somebody that wasn't happy. Um, And like, I can even feel that sit now in my chest, you know, that's obviously very emotional for me. So yeah, I think it was just that, that it was like, hang on now, I deserve better. You know, I deserve to be happy. I don't think I ever thought that I didn't deserve to be happy. It was just environment 
made it difficult. But then I made a choice then, you know, to say, right, okay, talk, you know, just tell people what's going on. And whether that was through Instagram, I loved Instagram in those early days. There was such an incredible support network of mums, you know, that we chat to each other on a daily basis. I'd never met these people before in my life. And like, you'd be able to have really deep conversations with them, you know, and tell them how you were feeling. And I was lucky, you know, that I had that. And then obviously I had my family, you know, that I could speak with as well. Okay, here's a stretch we don't talk enough about. Over 70% of pregnant women suffer from back pain during their pregnancy. And often we are not educated on how to minimize this and protect our growing bodies. Carrywell created its support belts to address this common issue by reducing the risk of muscle strain and alleviating existing discomfort or pain. These belts gently lift the weight off the pelvis, providing support to the lower back. They are discreet, warm and designed to adapt and grow with you throughout your pregnancy. With Carrywell's maternity supports, the focus is on empowering you throughout your pregnancy journey, rather than just putting up with the aches and pains of the pregnancy stretch. Carrywell's products are not just reactive, they are crafted to proactively prevent discomfort, ensuring a more comfortable and enjoyable pregnancy experience right from the beginning. Embrace support without compromise and make your pregnancy journey as comfortable as possible with Carrywell. Available to buy now on cleverclogs.ie and check out your nearest stockist. What's so important there, though, is is accepting that, like, we're all going to go through those times because yes. there's no avoiding it. Like, if we're going to have small children, that is what it is. Mm-hmm. It is what it is for a certain stage. That's the stretch you're in. You're in the early weeks and months of motherhood. And our children need us in that form, but we don't always need to stay there. And sometimes the hardest part is actually unraveling that. Mm. It's to 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 say, okay, I'm not doing them a disservice by reclaiming me and yeah. back who I was before this glorious interruption. There is just something that told me, like at a at a very human level, there is someone who is genuinely thrilled to be doing what she is doing in this world and that is inspirational and it's infectious and that's the kind of thing rub off onto other people and say yeah what is it that I want to do Mm. how can I believe in myself which is something that I want to talk to you about as well because I suppose one of the things that I probably would suffer with most is you know being like well I could never do that For me, always the first step is reaching out to somebody that you admire or somebody that inspires you and ask them, you know. Um, I remember at the beginning of my journey with Ella and Joe, Marissa Carter, you know, at the time and still very much now, a huge success story in terms of Irish female entrepreneurship. And she inspired me beyond reason. And I really had her up on a pedestal, like being like, wow, she's just incredible. And I remember at the beginning, I think back now and thank God, I had a real sort of brass neck. Like, you know, I I didn't think anything of it. Naivety probably came into it. But I remember just messaging her on Instagram or some platform at the time and saying, if I drive to Dublin, can I meet with you for a tea or a coffee? And can you just sit with me and just give me any sort of advice, you know, um, on how to get started? She said, absolutely, no problem. You know, and she was so kind. She gave me probably an hour and a half of her time um, one day in her office in Dublin. And I remember she spoke about various different things. I remember vividly her talking about margins. And there I was with the pen, margins. And I was like, what's a margin? You know, like I genuinely didn't have a clue. And she was like, okay. And she was just so patient and non-judgmental. And she had been through it. And she was like, look, you know, I'm... I'm here to support, you know, like if you need anything, just give me a call. And at the time, I didn't really think anything of it. I was like, oh, sure, Marissa's lovely. Like, I'll just ring her and just ask her. Now I look back and kind of go, God, you know, that was that was a big thing for somebody to actually do. Um, And I hope now that I'm that person, you know, for others, which I know I am because people do reach out. 
Um, but yeah, I think definitely just find somebody within a similar space, you know, if it's career or if it's not, if it's even something personal, just somebody that you know you could connect with, you know, or somebody that you would take advice from. Just even just go and verbalize it. Just go and talk, you know, and just get it out. Because sometimes when you have it all up here in your head, it seems to go round and around and around and we never really ever get anywhere. And then when you actually start saying things out loud, sometimes when we verbalize it, the answer is nearly come to us. You're kind of going, oh, yeah, like that, that, that makes sense now. Now I understand. Um, so, yeah. And then obviously. Um, another side is fear of what others will think. And this is something I really struggle with or have struggled with and still would struggle with quite a bit. People pleaser by nature. I am just. Number one, if you looked up people pleaser in the dictionary, Charlene is right there. That's my profile picture. And I don't necessarily see it as a bad thing, you know. Um, yeah, I, I've never really seen it as a bad thing um, overall. But where it does come into play is my narrative on how I talk to myself then, because I would nearly put somebody else's feelings, viewpoints before my own. So that's something I continuously have to work on. I'm definitely in a much better place just from purely catching myself and kind of, you know, at times when I think like you can't do that, like, oh, I could never do that. Um, and when I am like that, I just, I'll say it out loud to my husband. I'll say it out loud to Neve. I'll say it out loud to the people that I trust, that I know genuinely have my back. And, you know, we'll never come from a scarcity mindset or, you know, we'll never come from, oh, no, you couldn't do that now. You know, they'll always talk it out with me. You know, they'll be like, OK, right. Well, you know, let's just let's just talk about it. Um, Or like that. I felt really vulnerable coming on here today to do this. Like this, this took a lot of energy out of me probably in the last 24 hours where I was very nervous. For whatever reason, I don't know. But I was very vulnerable. And then I just was like, Charlene, it's Sinead. It's a conversation. You're, you know, like you're, you're, you, Sinead, are not going to put me in a position where, you know, I'm going to say something. I, I don't know. I don't know what I was nervous about. I suppose it's that what will people think of me afterwards when they listen to this? Will they have a different viewpoint on me? I, I don't know. I don't know what was going on in my head, but I was spiraling. I was spiraling. Then I was like, Charlene. You're a kind person. You are a nice person. You go on and talk from your heart. Like go on and genuinely just be so you. And if somebody doesn't like that, then that's on them. As long as you are being so you and so authentic, it's very hard for people to get in then, you know, and let their version of what they think of you. Because you're like, this is me. This is who I am and I am being so real and I am being so genuine. And yeah, I'm just, I'm at that stage now where I'm like, when I am being my most authentic self, it's like nobody can touch me. Because I'm like, no, I know I'm a nice person. I know I put good out into the world. And I never do anything intentionally to hurt or to harm or insult anybody. It's not in my being to do that. So. Yeah, it's just about the narrative and how you talk to yourself, really. I am lost for words that you were spiraling. I really yeah. am. And now yeah. I think I'm guilt. I'm like, oh gosh, did I, by inviting you on, I gave you those 24 hours of, of, of spiral. And I'm, I suppose I'm shocked as well, because I think, gosh, like you've launched into London. Mm. How is this a challenge for you? How would this rock the, the security blanket when I see and witness all of the ways that you have had to show up with courage in growing your business to where it is? I'm like, surely this is just an item in the meeting list today. No, definitely not. This was, look, at we all have triggers, you know, in our, in our, in our being. There will be times and things that you react, you know, I always say, look at your reactions to things. Um, 
and read like read your body. So I know, you know, like nearly when the energy starts shifting in the body and something starts feeling uncomfortable and it always comes back to something. And for me, this podcast piece was more so about will people think less of me afterwards because I was willing to be vulnerable, because I was willing to allow you to let me tell a story that I don't particularly talk about. You know, like I've never really spoken about. I, I do talk about it consistently, but I, I haven't told it as like a story. And I think that was where it came from, that it it comes back to the people pleaser. Um, and for me, that comes, I'm, I'm okay to talk about it. It comes from childhood. I moved schools, you know, quite a bit when I was, you know, in my early teens. So I always had an objective of fitting in, you know, and having to be the chameleon and having to fit in. I had different personas of who I was. I was the rock chick at one stage. I was the you know, like the cool girl smoking fags and drinking vodka naggins, you know, like I, I was, a, I, was a, I was really trying to find myself throughout teenage years. And I think everybody does anyway, you know, but I moved about in school. So my friend group and stuff changed. And that was definitely where a lot of my, I really want people to like me comes from. And I'm okay with that. And I know that, but still that little bit of trauma still always comes up no matter how much you work through it. But I could have easily turned around to you today and said, no, you know, like I or whenever you asked me, I could have went, no, because that brings up too much. But I, if this conversation ends now, I think I'll come off and just I know that I was just myself. I just am like, and if somebody doesn't like what they heard or they don't agree with perhaps what I said or whatever, that has absolutely nothing to do with me because it's my story and I own my story. And I feel also, well, firstly, the stretch marks people are beautiful humans. Okay. So they are. Let's, let's put that to one side. There's yeah. No pitchforks amongst them. Um, and secondly, I, I, I would, I would hope that I would never leave somebody so exposed anyway, because I really, I, I have such gratitude for anybody who firstly gives me their time but also shares their stories in an ambition to support anybody else who's feeling yeah that way you know and I think that's the difference it's it's like I'm not interested in the clickbait stories that are just going to generate scandal and you know like sensationalize something that's actually really normal what I want to do is is to embrace actually Mm normality of what we're all feeling in a way that helps us connect and identify yeah. and and accept that oh this is just another stretch and I'm and I'm able to grow from this I don't mm. need to to be stuck by it or snap from it I can, mm. I can as long as I meet my new self on the other side and I think you said that beautifully when you spoke about you kept clinging back to the version of you that you were before motherhood you kept trying to reach back and in a sense had you gone back to where you were look at everything that you would have missed out on yeah absolutely I totally totally agree yeah yeah I'm I had no idea and I suppose that's a learning and a lesson for all of us because I see you as this is a success story and when I reached out to you my feeling on the opposite end of that home exchange was sure she wouldn't she wouldn't be bothered doing this oh my god she's so funny space for this see what goes on up here like it's all our narrative isn't it like we stop ourselves from potentially doing things so I you could have not asked me today and I could have said no to you today and then we wouldn't have had this beautiful experience and yeah, I just, yeah, it's mad, isn't it? She's too busy and important now to give her, to give herself. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I think when I actually sat with when you asked me, first of all, my question always is to myself, okay, if you do this, Charlene, like, what is your why? Like, what is your reason for doing it? Or like, what would you hope, you know, like to do 
or bring to, you know, like your, your podcast listeners. And I just hope that by sharing my story, that it helps people to recognize that they are worthy and that they are enough and that you can do anything that you want, anything. You just have to really believe, you know, and you just have to genuinely want it for yourself and just sit with the fact that no matter what decision you make, you made it to the best of your knowledge at the time of what you knew. And whether or not you look back and you kind of go, good, shouldn't have done that, I won't do that again. Don't be hard on yourself, you know, just say, all right, lesson learned, you know, what have I learned from that or won't do that again or whatever. But in most parts, like everything teaches us something. Like I can feel my body settling, you know, now into our conversation. It's just just mad how we both had two very different thoughts on it, you know. Now, trust me when I say, Sinead, I wouldn't have done this if I genuinely felt very awkward or very anxious about doing it. But I just, again, it just comes back to me and myself. And I just had to sit with myself and just say, Charlene, it's just a conversation with Sinead. And what you're trying to do by telling your version of your journey is by helping others to hopefully believe that they can do it too, or not do the exact same journey, but that they can do anything that they want. And hopefully I I will have inspired somebody to just believe that they deserve to be happy. That's that's the be all and end all of it for me. I think it's an important lesson because I think all of us hold ourselves back. It's mm. Something's you know, just just our bodies can can tell us something that that might not feel safe and it might not be coming from a truth of now. It could be coming from something that is just a narrative that is established in our minds that has been longstanding and has served us well in the yeah. past. But it, it it's an it's a companion that can come with us throughout life. And sometimes it is a companion that has served its time. Yeah. And we need to say, hi, I hear you, but you're not right now. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay to take this step, whether that is just saying yes to something, whether it is starting that business, whether it is reaching out to somebody like Marissa Carter and saying, can you help me? Mm. I think only by having... Like we have to, you know, we always hear like, oh, listen to your intuition. But sometimes I think we have to listen to our courage too. Yeah. And our courage can be really silenced by all the ways in our life that we have felt really vulnerable and and rejected. Mm-hmm. We've all gone through that. We've all gone through those years in school and teens and boyfriends and the whole thing. Like rejection is yeah. a part of life. And I feel it all the time. I feel it like, oh gosh, every single time an episode goes out, I'm like, this is the one. This is the one that is just, everyone's just going to just reject the whole premise, reject me as a human, me as a professional in this. Like, oh sure, I always knew. What am I doing doing this? This This is the week where the proof will come. And, and it takes immense energy sometimes to fight that. And I'm sure you get that too with each launch, you know, yeah. with each time the product goes out, like you're, you're thrilled and you're excited, but there's a burnout as well. I'd say from the, this is the one that might show that I am just figuring this out as I go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do. And I think it's good sometimes to care so much. It just really means that you care when you're afraid of, failing or you know that something isn't going to work out it means that you feel love you know um and that you love something and are so passionate about something because for me I'd never let anything come to the market until I am genuinely 100% behind it and yes of course there's learning in everything I will always try to do my utmost best with anything that I put out there that I'm seeing it from lots of different sides and trying to do your best. And that's all you can do. All you can do is your best. And yes, there will be times when rejection or 
uh, you know, like uh, an opinion, you know, can sometimes just ingrain, you know, in, in your head and we'll focus on that. But going back to that toolkit again, you know, when I, there was actually a time, I'll tell a funny story, and I don't think I ever told it on my stories, but this is where my brain goes sometimes. So we launched um, last year, we launched a gua sha tool. So it was a rose quartz um, facial tool. And I had all the content and everything done. And for some reason, I was pronouncing the the tool a gua sha, right? Just for whatever reason, I don't know. I'd never looked it up, you know. Anyway, posted all the content the day of the launch and um, one person came and said to me, oh, my God, I love the way that you say the way that you pronounce it. You know, gua sha sounds fabulous. I was always going around calling it gua sha. And I was like, oh, I never thought to look it up and actually see was it pronounced a certain way. Lo and behold, it was gua sha. So for whatever, I literally went like, oh, my God. Oh my God, like I've just made an absolute fool of myself. Like I'm after pretty, like, you know, you just go inward in yourself. And like, it's not even that big of a deal, but like that, that perfectionist in me, you know, that person that just wants it, you know, for every which way. But then I just, I I actually just had to sit back and just laugh and just go, oh my God, this is just going to be one of those funny stories. You know, to somebody else, it's very irrelevant. They'd be like, Charlene, no one would even notice, you know, but for me, it was, I was embarrassed. You know, it was probably one of the first times that I'd actually in a very long time felt embarrassed about something, you know. And, uh, but then when I actually sat down and I, I actually wrote it down, you know, like, and when you actually go down deep with it as to why did I feel so much shame and so much embarrassment towards that? Or why did I have those feelings? Like when I journaled it out, it was amazing how I just, I recognized like where that came from, you know, like where it came from in my past or in my body. And then once I actually recognized that I was like, it had nothing to do with the fact that I pronounced it wrong at all, you know. Um, and it's just about recognizing, you know, in yourself that when you do have those moments where you're doubting yourself or, you know, you're feeling inferior, you know, they're just feelings at the end of the day. And if we can channel the feelings out through whatever mode, through meditation, through talk, you know, through therapy, through journaling, you know, whatever it might be. You know, there's so much out there now that can help to support us. And like, there's incredible people like yourself. There's also, you know, self-development and wellness experts out there. One of our own, Georgie Crawford, is absolutely incredible. Our own Jerry Hussey is absolutely incredible. You know, there are people out there that are giving us all of this information for free, you know, that we can process so that we can hopefully help, you know, to really dive deep into, you know, like the way that we're feeling and recognizing the feelings are just feelings and that they come and go like waves and the good and the bad comes in tandem. You know, we can't have a life just constantly in the good. You know, you learn something and you navigate something through both. Um, But it's just about understanding. It's just about, yeah understanding and being able to channel it for me let the good in you have to let the bad out yeah you have to let the good in you have to let your light shine like we all have a spark in us find that spark please just find that spark in you whatever it is it doesn't have to be you know a company it doesn't have to be whatever your spark is Please just take the time to find what lights you up and genuinely makes you feel so joyful and so happy and just hold on to it. Don't let anybody else dull that spark in you because there will be lots of shadows out there and lots of people that will be delighted to blow out your candle. But please, if I could put one thing out there to the world is just find your light, find your spark Find what brings you joy and just focus on that one thing, one day at a time. Especially to all the mammies, find the joy, find the little moments in your day because it is tough, tough. you know. It's tough. Mm. I think if we lose that light and if we lose that spark, what's it for? Yeah. Are we just just here to just pay the bills and, and, and ride it out? Or are we here to actually to create something in the full range of emotion. Okay, we, we can't expect glorious days all day long, but the full mm. range of 
touched and to live humanly and to maybe, you know, change something for the better because Jesus, we need some of that right now. Mm. Can't just accept that things are shit because they are. Mm. What can we do? And we can't do anything unless we actually find the light in us all, in whatever it is that lights us up and put that out there and be the lighthouse for others that are feeling really dark. And then they will take inspiration and say, well, I want to feel like that too. And if more and more of us do that, maybe there is hope. Maybe there is a chance that actually we can collectively create something that is better than what we're living right now. And I don't know, as a mother, that is what motivates me more. You know, and maybe it is because like my youngest is three. So I'm 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 very much re- I'm in reclaim mode. I'm 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 out of the nappies and the sleeplessness and the relentlessness. Yeah. And you can see the light again. And you're kind of like, that experience changed me immensely. And I am so grateful for it. But it stretched me to beyond who I was before to meet the version of me today. And what is she gonna do? Mm. what is she going to pick up and go and run the bat on with like where is she going and I don't have the answers to that yet by the way I really don't but I'm excited to find and to channel some courage and energy and light to see where that's going yeah we're not going back we're not going we're only going forward and I take massive inspiration from women like you who have shown us that they were in their shadow for a time and they worked their way through it. And everything that has come, the good, the bad, the ugly, the glorious as a result, but they live it and they embrace it and they accept it. And they say, that was shit, but this is great. And we're going to keep going. And that is what fills me up. These conversations and witnessing human life, really beautiful, courageous human life. And if we can put anything else that is just that to me is the point of all of this it's the point of you getting over yourself that said oh what if nobody you know accepts it or you know that getting over that vulnerability it is the point of me reaching out and saying I'd really love to speak with you would you do something do something that pushes you towards something that makes you more fulfilled and happy and if we can all do that collectively that is a better world and it's one that I want to live in Oh, 100%. Absolutely. I was listening to what you were saying there and a book actually came to mind that I read not so long ago. That's called The Mountain Is You. I am reading that right now. Transformational. Like just, you're just like, the mountain is you. Get the fuck out of your own way. Jesus Christ, there is so much over that hill and over that mountain. If we just move, like just keep one step at a time just move out of your own way like just go and you're after saying there that about that human piece as well I very consciously am aware of what I consume you know like in terms of like conversation people energy um I try as much as I can you know to consume information and advice and you know narrative from people like yourself people that I aspire you know I'm like I like her you know because she just does her thing she's so authentic you know she's so you you know she's just so herself you can see your light you know and I think we're all without us realizing that we're all drawn to people that have the light you know um so yeah just flicker at the moment but we're working on it yeah the flicker is still there all you got to do is just wrap your little hands around it and just Gently blow and it'll eventually, you just gotta maybe just sit, you know. I love Thank it. you so much for your time. Thank you so much for getting, getting, moving the mountain, moving yeah. the mountain away and joining me today. Um, I hope you don't have any regrets and I can guarantee you, you receive anything but pure love from the wonderful people at Stretch Marks. So if you are listening, please send Charlene a little love to show. I love love. To show her that you appreciate everything that she has said today and that there was no need to worry. Um, keep going. Keep Thank you. I will. I will. Business into 
new territories, new products, new advancements, new everything. You are, as I said, a female founded success story for which I always champion and will beat the drum for. Thank you. you. Are doing amazing work and you are creating amazing products for skin that is oh so tired okay so keep keep doing that please well you look friggin fabulous oh my god you need to go to that mirror now and tell yourself I look fabulous I am fabulous because you definitely all I see is gorgeous glowing skin a happy smile beautiful happy eyes so yeah just I look yeah. forward to the next video thank you Sinead The lesson for me is to never assume you know how someone feels. It takes a lot for guests to open up, so please share your love and kindness back to Charlene with a quick DM or post how this episode supported you on stories. My DMs are always open and your feedback means the world. Help this pod grow so it gets to stick around by leaving a review in Spotify or Apple and sharing with friends. I'll keep making them if you keep listening. I'll talk to you again next week. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.